Literally the first weekend we met, Melissa said, hey, I'm going to church. Come on. Yeah. And, and was so, that back here at Grace Life or was no, that, that a church was, in Georgia? That was in Georgia. Okay. That was in Georgia. All right. Yeah. Um, and so, so, Rob, were you thinking spiritually about this? Or were you thinking, hey, maybe I like this girl. Maybe church is what she needs me to do. I mean, what, what, what was the feel here? I don't remember. No, I, <laughs> sadly, I do remember. I was, I was all in for the girl. We are all saved the same way but each of our stories are different. This is My Grace Life Story, a series of podcasts where members of Grace Life Church of the Shoals share their stories of redemption and grace. Here now is Senior Associate Pastor Matt Fowler. Welcome back to another episode of My Grace Life Story. Today I have uh, Brother Tim, as he is always with me, helping here in the studio. And then I also have Rob and Malia Hildreth. They are joining us today. And so as always, Rob and Malia, if you would just begin by introducing yourselves, maybe just a couple of quick facts about who you are, your age, uh, where you're from, a little bit about your family, and then we'll go from there. Rob, we'll kick it off with you. Sure. Thank you for having us. Malia and I are in our lower 40s. You're old. Yes. <laughs> We're just to the point where we don't care as much about what everybody thinks. It's a wonderful place to be. Yes, it's very relaxing, actually. We got that out in our 20s. Uh, um, we have two boys. and Their names are? Landon and Cole. How old is Landon? Landon is 12. And Cole is? Going on 17. Yeah. And Cole is, who knows? Nine. He, is, he is nine. Okay. All right. Good. And uh, we have been here for going on 15 plus years. Wow. I didn't Malia, realize it's been that long. Yes, I know. Malia grew up in this area. Is that right, Malia? Can I get a fact check? It's on about that? 13 okay. four, since we've been back. I so. thought 15 was a yeah. good general well, it's range. It was 2009, if you want to be specific. So. Yes. And, and so Malia grew up in this area and. Um, we moved back here in 09. Yeah. And Rob, what do you currently do for a living? I currently work at Chad Epperson, who's a member here at church mm -hmm. at his lumber company. Okay. I've been there for 10 years with what began in the world of sales and now working with his team on the human resources and ministry side of things. Okay. All right. Great. All right, Malia, maybe a few things about yourself. Yes. Um, I actually was raised at this church. I started coming here when I was in, I think I was starting to think, think about it the other day. It was like second or third grade. Okay. Um, and obviously my parents, I need to say that first, are David and Rhonda Young. Most people probably know that about me. Um, so they brought me here, uh, me and my sister Erica. And um, we visited for a while and then joined. And um, so I've been here for many, many years. Um, we, I moved away uh, to go to college and start my career. And then Rob and I were fortunate enough to move back in 2009. So I was gone probably about 11 years. Okay. Um, and we, we have plenty of stories from those years too, of trying to find a church and all the challenges we had there that, I mean, nothing we found compared to Grace Life. But so we realized how fortunate I was. Yeah. I realized how fortunate I was to be raised here right. and to grow up here that I didn't realize until we got out, you know, and got a new perspective until I got a new perspective, even in college and and then beyond that, everywhere we moved. So, uh, but the Lord, I mean, he provided, we found churches, but it, I, I just realized how fortunate we were to, to, have, to be raised here and to hear that sound preaching in my whole life. So yeah. that's... A little bit of about me and okay. 
Great. Yeah. Rob, if you would share with us a little bit just about your testimony. So, and obviously you guys, your testimonies differ a bit. Malia grew up here, uh, grew up here in the Word of God. And I know, Rob, you and I have had some conversations before. And um, yours is, is a bit of a different testimony from your wife. And so tell us a little bit about how you came to know the Lord and, and just kind of walk us through that. Sure. My testimony will be very, very different from Malia's, as I'm sure we'll get into. Malia had, had the experience... Um, and I did not have that experience. So, I'll, my goodness, I mean, we can always rewind more. But I grew up in a great family, right? A military family. We moved around a good bit till around third grade, and okay. then we settled in Southern Alabama. As I was growing up, uh, we attended Methodist Church for a good while, okay, and we attended a Catholic church for a good while. Parents, wonderful, great, great childhood. Church was something else that we did, right? So, so your involvement in the Methodist and Catholic Church, were you guys like, I guess from, from the comments you just made, you weren't like super committed there? Was it just more of a, hey, church is kind of what we do, we hit it occasionally, or were you guys more kind of diehard, hey, we're Methodist or we're Catholic? What did that look like? Yes. We didn't have any bumper stickers or T-shirts, <laughs> but I had a light head knowledge okay. of God. Not very much at all. Right. And so that was my base. That, yeah. That's where it began. Through the Lord's plan, that was through high school, and then we start college, and then I meet Malia. And then through visiting her family here in the Shoals, um, and also attending church with her, whether we were in Georgia at the time or Tuscaloosa right. at the time, I began to see a different world. Right. And you guys were both at Alabama? At first, no. or you were at Auburn for a while, or like, we, remind me again how that works. We co-opt, so like okay, I got you. At, at each school through engineering, but we co-opted the same company, okay, in, in Georgia, I in Dalton, you. Georgia. So, and they actually housed us at the same apartments, all okay. the different co-ops. So that's how we met because we, I think we did training or something together, or maybe I met you at the apartment first. Yes. I don't remember. But the first, literally, the first weekend we met, Molly said, "Hey, I'm going to church. Come on." Yeah. And, and was so that back here at Grace Life, or was no, that, that a church was, in Georgia? That was somewhere? in Georgia. It was okay. in Georgia. All right. Yeah. Um, and so, so, Rob, were you thinking spiritually about this, or were you thinking, <laughs> hey, maybe I like this girl, maybe church is what she needs me to do? I mean, what, what, what was the feel here? I don't remember. No, I, <laughs> sadly, I do remember. I was, I was all in for the girl. But through, through that experience, I got to, I mean, it's still as long ago as it was, it's still a little bit fresh. Yep, so I can, sure. I can think about that as I come and meet people of all ages and different stages of what God is doing in their lives. Right. I really can, because I remember, I remember going to small group here, coming one Saturday a month. Right. And I remember thinking, man, these guys are really serious. Right. I mean, really serious about what they're teaching. Especially on Saturday. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what did I say, that Saturday? Too. Yeah. That yeah. you attended one Saturday a month. And we, and we do not meet on Saturdays. We meet yeah. on Sundays, right? This is true. <laughs> so, yes. So, yes, I did attend on Saturdays. In other denominations, <laughs> not here. But when I'd come to small group here on a Sunday, when, we, when you guys meet, and I'd hear them talk about it, I just knew that it was different. Right. And I remember just questioning the narratives of the Bible. And it began right. there. It really did. And then things sped up quickly for me. I got to see within a year my lifestyle choices changing, okay. which again, at that time, I couldn't decipher out, hey, was this because I was in a relationship and I right. cared about what her parents thought? Or was the Lord changing my heart at this time? Yeah, sure. So it was a, it was a process within a year that I went from 
changing how I lived to desiring to know what God's Word said, had no clue what I was reading, had a MacArthur study Bible, and just decided to curiosity was right. tearing me up. And then, like Malia said a little bit earlier, we began our own church journey right. and trying to understand what aspects of teaching the Bible versus the social side of church. Mm-hmm. How did that all fit together? Right. And I remember, I really don't remember when it was, Brother Matt, but when you and I sat down, it might have been premarital counseling. There was a time when you and I sat down. You right. I don't know if you remember in your office, but your kids, your oldest kids were young because right. you had pictures of them behind yeah. you when yeah. we sat down. And you asked me what, I was telling you about all the stuff in my life and all these things that have changed. And you said, what's your relationship with Jesus Christ? And that... I didn't have an answer for. Okay. I didn't. I was like, I don't know. At that time, I didn't have this deep relationship sure. with Christ. Even more so over the years then, that became real to me. And even in the last couple of years, after being at this church, this church more than 10 years now, mm-hmm. I can say that the relationship that I have with Christ is just so much more real to me mm-hmm. than when I can first remember starting out thinking, what are you, what are you saying? I, I want, right. I wish I could answer it, but I don't know right now. Right. So your first time, can you remember like the first time you visited Grace Life? Like that was in college sometime, right? Because yes. I, I remember, I don't know if this was your first time. I, at some point I remember, I think we were both in college. Yeah. Maybe the first mm-hmm. time I met you. And I remember David, who's now your father-in-law at that time was... Not your father-in-law, probably just a very imposing character in mm-hmm. your life, I would guess. Mm-hmm. I can remember he introduced you to me as Hollywood. Yes. And he said, well, this is Hollywood. And at first I was like, I really like, is that this guy's name? And then, of course, he was like, well, no, it's Rob, but, you know, he, he's Hollywood or whatever. So I don't know if that was your first time or not. But, yes. but anyway, if you can kind of remember the first time or maybe the first couple of times, uh, you know, what, what were your first impressions of Grace Life? I know you mentioned maybe that, hey, these people are kind of serious about this. But yes. Was, was things like expository preaching, was that new for you? Had you ever experienced that? Was the small group environment, was that a new sort of thing for you? Both or? of those okay. were, were new for me. I remember that I was in a small group, and I, I could see it with uh, Brother Phil Baggett was yep. teaching. And I believe an outreach re- leader there was uh, Mitchell Peeler. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I we remember were, those days. We college, were going yeah. through yeah. Old Testament and everyone in the class was familiar with what was being taught. And I was thinking, you guys believe what we're, I mean, like you deeply believe what we're, right. these events, these narratives mm-hmm. are, you believe them one. And then two, they actually mean something to you in your life. And I was, that, that was where it began for me. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you, Rob. Um, Leah, a little, a little bit about your testimony. And obviously you grew up here, so yes. you're a, a grace lifer, yes. uh, you know, yes. I like to call them. But, yes. you know, a little bit about how the Lord worked in your life through the years and eventually yeah. brought you to repentance and faith in Christ. Yeah, I actually, I we moved here, I, I, like I said, I think I was in second or third grade when we literally moved to town, quote unquote, and started looking for a church because we had been in the country and in Cherokee and and we moved to Sheffield and started looking. And I, I remember doing that with my parents and you right. know, visiting different churches around here and trying to get involved and just not finding the Lord's will for us. And we visited a ton. I mean, probably a year at least. And then we ended up, you know, trying Grace Life. And Dad had heard about it. And we visited here for a while. And we all just felt, you know, this is where God wanted us to be. And I, again, I'm in second grade at that time. So just plugging in, you know, starting in small groups. And we had a great children's department then still do, but, you know, very active. And Eric and I just kind of plugged right in, too, at that. I actually was 11 years old when the Lord saved me. I was at a okay. revival here at church. It was yeah. J. Harold Smith. I don't yeah. know if y'all remember I him. I remember that name. And I 
I remember that to this day, and he was preaching. And, you know, I remember my parents were both in the choir, and I remember going down, you know, it went down front. And I remember seeing them, and then I actually, it's, it's cool to be a Grace Lifer because all these people are, like, still here. But, right. you know, Dawn Quillen was who okay. went back and counseled with yeah. me. And, like, we still have this special connection just from her praying with me that day, you know. Right. And But anyway, I was saved at such a young age that— Sometimes it's hard to, you know, you start double get, you know, questioning that, right, like, sure. you know, was I saved then? And um, we even talked with Brother Jeff some about this in, in premarital, too, just what the Lord did in my life. But now, you know, I have no doubt about that. Right. And, you know, there's no question in my mind that that he changed my life and he changed my heart that day. And because of that, I think it helped me a lot in school to, and, and my parents' guidance, obviously, because they were really involved in mine and Erica's life, just constantly pointing, pointing us to Christ and keeping us out of trouble and keeping us involved. And all the people at this church that helped me with that as well, and just plugging in children's group, youth group, staying involved and active and all the friendships that I made here growing up here. But it was also, for me, all those years of of preaching and and the true biblical preaching and, mm-hmm. and all the word that was just poured into me that even when I left here and went to college, I stayed in the word. I stayed plugged into church. I knew, you know, and, and that's, again, being saved at such, such a young age, that was a benefit of that, too, that right. I just, you know, I, my relationship to Christ continued to grow. And then I went to college, had a great church there. <laughs> I was always constantly comparing it to Grace Life, but a great college group there, a great group. And um, Rob would go with me there a bunch when okay. we went. Went to college for five years, and then I went to Mobile. I moved there. Was that um, a work? A yeah, that was work. work. Okay. That was, I, I got a job at a plant there. Gotcha. And Again, had a great church down there and continued to get plugged in there. And then that's when Rob graduated, I think, a little bit after me. And then we ended up moving to Arkansas like two years, two, three, three years later. And then that was when we got engaged and married and Rob and I started looking for a church there. And that process started. But as far as my testimony, I know now what a gift it was to be saved. And that was only through the Lord. I mean, it was nothing I did because I think back on how everything could have gone different. And now I have a 12 year old and a nine year old. And I think, wow, that was young. But I mean, I know I I can still think back to that day and the Lord just changed my heart and and my priorities. And and it kept me from so it was his protection in my life for sure, because it kept me out of so many things that could have happened. And I know and think a lot about that now having kids right around that age. But I mean, it was a, a true blessing for that to happen, you know, that, that the Lord chose for that to happen and for me to, to grow up here yeah. a majority of my life. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So let's, you guys have, have kind of already hit around this a little bit. So you guys, you, you go to school, you get your degrees, you've done some co-oping, um, you know, at some point you're in Mobile, then I moved to Arkansas, you're engaged, and then kind of this this search for, for church. And, and I don't know, I, I know it, maybe this was a bit different for Kristen and I, because right. we got married and not too long after that, I got offered a job here on staff. And so uh-huh. that decision was, you know, <laughs> it's kind of made for me, you know, but I, I know for a lot of young couples, they probably experience this. Okay. Where are we going to plant our lives? You know, where are we going to live for the Lord? And, and I don't know for, for some folks, it's as easy or it's as 
as shallow, maybe as I would say as well, we, you know, we need that church thing, you know, and I, I don't mm-hmm. think that was you guys. You guys are looking for a church home. How can mm-hmm. we plug in? How can we keep serving the Lord? So so walk us through a little bit about how that went, because Malia had grown up here. You're accustomed to Grace Life, but you've been away uh-huh. at school. And uh-huh. so you're a young married couple. You're looking for church. What, what was that like? I mean, was, was were there a ton of churches out there that you just say, hey, man, there's a ton of these we can pick from and they're all wonderful? Or was that a very difficult process? What did that look like as you guys were getting married, establishing life there in Arkansas? From what I remember, we've probably visited six churches in Arkansas. Does that mm-hmm. sound about right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can start cataloging them. And let's say six, <laughs> six churches. Through that experience, it was, it was really tough. Looking back now, it was wonderful. But at that point in our early marriage, we said, hey, look, we have pretty much gotten everything from our careers all the stuff that you initially wanted, we did that. And side note, we weren't happy. We weren't happy mm-hmm. at all with those things. And thank the Lord for it. But at that time, I was a pretty not happy human being yeah. on the regular. And so thank the Lord for Malia's perspective and what God was doing in my life all at this time this is happening. So right. we're like, hey, we know these things are okay, but not everything. Let's settle in. So there there would be a church that we would visit and you almost feel guilty going one Sunday because right. how can you make it? How can you make it sure. call that quickly? Yeah. But sometimes you can. Right. I will say sometimes right. you can. And then as we found one that we became more plugged in, then you have to go for months and months typically and really get to not only hear what's being taught from the pulpit, but start to see if this is going to be your family, your right. church family, the body that you want to be part of. And the last church that we are a part of was a was a good one, mm-hmm. um, a really good one. And we just ended up moving at that time before mm-hmm. um, joining that. But our our decision to move back here was based on a few different career options, and all of them fizzled out. So here, this was the option. And so that easily kind of resolved the yeah. church hunt that we had been on for over a year. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so you guys, you, you moved back to the Shoals, mm-hmm. and obviously you have ties to Grace Life, and, and Malia had been mm-hmm. saved here, and of course, Rob, you had visited here on and off for, for a mm-hmm. long time at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, in, in coming back to, to Grace Life, still a, a young couple, I guess we would say that. No kids at this point, though, right? So kids mm-hmm. haven't been born at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, so how did you guys dive back in? Did, did it feel like, hey, this is this is home, we can dive back in? Did it, maybe it felt that way for Malia, but not for you, Rob, I don't know. But but, but how did you guys kind of dive back in and, and really start serving and, and getting comfortable here at Grace Life? Well, I think we had still been coming to True Church and coming okay. back a lot to visit my parents, yeah. you know, quite a bit. Not a lot from Arkansas, but it was pretty far. But we came to all the True Church. True Church. Rob would even take off work, you know, so we could come back to that and just okay. kind of We went to the one in. Chattanooga Yeah, we did thing. it at Christmas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. So that we still stayed involved with that just as much right. as we could, you know, as much as we were able with work. And to be honest with you, it was a big part of our decision mm-hmm. in Rob's job of that, you know, I really think this is the Lord bringing us back to Grace Life because this is where we really feel like we need to be. Um, and he, I mean, he took, we did, we both made some major sacrifices career wise and, but we wouldn't trade it for the, I mean, we mm-hmm. wouldn't change a thing. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. went through some really hard years when we got back because of that. But it was our, I guess, our new focus and perspective and where we wanted our kids mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. And that became a bigger priority when we start, you know, then we, ha- we had a kid within a year. And 
then it gets real. Yeah. <laughs> but, but really, I mean, you know, and that was a big part of our decision to come back because neither one of us thought we'd end up back here. But then no. when, when we were presented with opportunities, we were like, we could go back to Grace Life if, if we went back to the Shoals. And so that was really where our decision, and the Lord will provide. Oh, amen. And he did. All right. So, so you guys are here mm-hmm. getting established. Mm-hmm. Have that first kid. Tell me a little bit about what, what role has the Lord used Grace Life and this local church body and, and all that goes with that, you know, the, the, the preaching and the small groups. How has the Lord used that to really impact you guys' family lives? So that, anything from your marriage to your parenting to your, your kids as they're now 12 and 9, I think you guys said. I mean, mm-hmm. what has that looked like? How has the Lord used Grace Life to really impact the, the Hildreth household? My goodness, I'll start... I don't know how you do it, parenting, that is, much less marriage along with parenting without the Lord, mm-hmm. His instruction, and a bunch of help from your church family. Yeah. I really don't. Do, and I don't mean that because we're talking about the church and all the, the wonderful things that come along with being part of a church, which are all real. But I honestly don't know how you do that because... Even still to this day, the methods that we try to come up with on our own and doing our best to be a team and, and, and how do we handle this situation with our oldest son? And what we try, will it will just drive you nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's just really, really challenging. And then you talk to other people that have been there and done that at different times and sometimes in, in similar ways at the same time. And you realize that, hey, whatever we cook up is not going to be enough or we're going to be really frustrated in our household. So just from raising children to give them a perspective, there there are very conferences that we had here with Tripp and his book, Mm -hmm. having the people around us. I mean, all the from our kids at the very beginning going in on, on Sunday mornings to their classes and we see how Miss Phyllis runs a kids group. And then as we get older, we see how they're teaching them. And, and you can just go full into teaching these guys, hey, this is real in our lives. Mm-hmm. I don't have to come up with this extended curriculum at our house to tell you. I can just say, look, this is where I struggle right now. And here's what I believe. And here's why I believe it. Right. And then the Lord will back that up with what they're mm-hmm. teaching. And currently right now, Landon's small group was going through what we were teaching in our men's small group. And we would just have those discussions. So these things that they would just have set up as you're going about life, you just are dealing, struggling, yeah. winning, and you're able to just say, hey, look, this is this is what we believe and why. And then to have other people without even them knowing those conversations are going on in your household most of the time, backing it up because it's the Lord's knowledge and his truth and not your own has made it bearable and um, <laughs> successful at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think mar- early marriage and with children, and Matt, I'm not just saying this because you're here, but you and Kristen, I mean, have been an awesome resource for us. And I've, Kristen and I laugh about our Publix talks where we just stand in the aisle for <laughs> Publix 30 minutes. Publix theology, yes, right? So, yeah. where she, and she would just pour into me, you know, just, you're going to be okay. Here's here's how you're going to do it. You know, just those ladies and, and men that have been through it with kids and or marriage or whatever, you know, the topic may be that are a little bit ahead of you, you know, and and here's how you work through this with this child. And 
I mean, I've had some of those just this year with her um, yeah. on a teen, yeah. preteen. <laughs> sometimes it, it's, there's kind of strength in numbers yes. with that sometimes, right? Yes. I mean, well, and both of you guys are alluding to, hey, there are other people. I know, I know there's there's a ton of, of men. I know Kristen has a lot of ladies and, and yes. you know, that you just talked to. And, okay, hey, we're dealing with this. Have y'all yes. ever done that? And sometimes it's just good to hear a brother or sister say, yeah, we, we dealt with that, and here's how the Lord provided, and here's maybe some counsel, some wisdom. I mean, that's just invaluable yes. to us. I it know, is. So. It, re- it really is. And what we're realizing more and more is how different our household is than mm-hmm. so many. Yeah. And Landon's really realized that, you know, our, our oldest is realizing that. And, and so we've had a lot of good talks with him of why and what we believe and why. And, you know, it just kind of led to that. But just— for them to have other people that are going through that too and other households like that. And I mean, it just encourages us to have people we can go to about that and how to work through that. So it's I mean, not a bad thing to have your faith tested right. by what the world throws at you, because they're in one, in many ways, you'll have discussions past nine 30 at night that you never would have had in your family <laughs> mm-hmm. if these things wouldn't have come up and it'll challenge you and yeah. it'll mm-hmm. allow you to really, really make it, a reality in your home with with what gets presented your way. Yeah, and I know you guys are probably like me. I know just with our our kids, and I love them all. And and, and you know, I've, I've, the trips have been here, mm-hmm. and you know, and and those things are invaluable in the teaching that they've provided. And yet, then there's just this large part of parenting that I, I've just started telling people. You know, a big part of my parenting is I just pray for grace. Mm-hmm. Lord, be gracious. Mm-hmm. Lord, be merciful. I, you know, there's so much that I would love to just like you know, force into them, mm-hmm. and yet it just doesn't work that way. And I, sometimes I wish it did, you know, because mm-hmm. I think this would be easier. And yet there's so much of it's like, well, you know, Matt, are you going to depend on the Lord? Are you going to trust in the Lord for this? Or mm-hmm. are you going to try to, like you said, Rob, kind of do these, do this your own way, you know, try to force feed this into your kids? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, we've had, I know, just around our dinner table, and, you know, we live— I would say a different day. I, I guess it's much the same probably as they have throughout history. But around our dinner table, we've had some very interesting conversations, you know, mm-hmm. that you just think, okay, this is not really one that I thought we would have around the dinner table, but <laughs> it's an opportunity to, hey, guys, here's what the Word of God says. Mm-hmm. Here, here's why we believe what we believe. And, and here's the danger of not believing what God's Word teaches on this. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, good, good to have a church family that's all... Even though, you know, everyone's household looks a little different, but I, I, I feel like folks are aiming mm-hmm. at the same thing a lot of times here at Grace Life with their kids, right? I mean, they're, we're at least pointed in the same direction. We may take a little different path to get there sometimes, but hey, the, the end goal is we want to see people, especially our children, come into the Lord and, and live for Him and for His glory in our, in our households and in the local church. So now you guys have been really active in small groups in one way or another, whether that's just mm-hmm. attending a small group mm-hmm. or whether that's been leading a small group. And so Rob, we'll let you kind of kick kick this off again. Uh, tell me, I know you've you've been a part of leading several small groups. So w- what's that been like as a small group leader here at Grace Life? What, what was maybe the, the first time you entered into that field? What was that like as opposed to now you've got some experience and, you know, got some years under your belt. And so maybe it looks a little different now. It looks a lot different. Um, that was our area that we would plug in. We It took us some years to fine-tune it, but we knew that we enjoyed small groups a lot, a lot of it modeled by your dad and his love for it and your mom. But it was an area where we could plug in. And so before we moved here, we were heavily involved in that. We would always raise our hand. I remember raising our hand, and you wouldn't want to raise your hand just because there were like 50 people in the couples class up there before we moved down here. Um, but it was just something we had a desire for. I can remember teaching small groups in another church in Arkansas, and 
although I was studying the Word of God, had wonderful commentaries and would present, to my best knowledge, handling God's Word the best that I could accurately right. with some truth and, and not trying to hinder it. Or it, it was still initially about, are we having a good social experience while we're studying right. the Word of God? Right. And then we would also plan socials. We were required to have those once a month. And so that became a new fun challenge because you only have X amount of dollars and you got to have childcare. So you better have a good time and we need to keep growing in the community. So that's where our small group experience began. And then when we moved here for me, I was in a a men's small group with my brother-in-law and that one was a little bit tricky. There was a lot of dynamics going on. Okay, So what was tricky about that one? Let's, Let's explore that a bit. Well, in that small group, we had a group that was transitioning out that we didn't know at that time. So we had a lot of opinions in that small group. We also had some theological masters, and I am not that still to this day. We probably had four of them in there that were deep studying. So they were either traveled around the world or had deeply studied so was Brandon the lead guy here? Theology. Was there another leader that was think, also in there? I think it's Brother Dave Wigginton was okay. in there with okay. us as right. well. Well, he's good to handle that sort yes. of fire. I mean, oh, he was, David he was Wigginton the... is like ultimate biblical peacemaker, you know, can kind of you know manage those yes. things a bit. Yes. So Yes, I would uh, take a bathroom break several times <laughs> in small group. Uh, did it like, make you nervous? Kinda... Like, oh my goodness, what's yeah. going on here? Well, so. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that. In small groups, it's easy to be distracted by other things. Yep. Um, whether it's someone that goes too deep into some sinful experience or if it's someone or it's a group of guys that whether they realize it or not are trying to prove who knows the most on this topic. Right, right. So a lot of those things are early on. And then Malia got the opportunity to teach couples class for a long time, which we mm-hmm. loved because mm-hmm. um, we do have a heart for younger kids, but also younger adults. And then I think our experience there was, my goodness, these people are really, really shy. Even if they grew up here, they really don't want to say the wrong thing in front of the other person, Mm -hmm. much less some of their friends and church members. Mm -hmm. So we really worked on having that trust kind of established where you could just get real about where am I right now this week? What am I facing? Where do I think I'm having a wonderful week with the Lord? Or man, I hadn't even touched God's word this week or even had any spiritual thoughts. I'm just letting the flesh win all of my thoughts and time and all of these things. These last three, four years for me personally have been incredible. We've got mid-30s group and I've been teaching with Terry and Ron and the, just the, the way that we are different and having an older person, not too much older, but a little bit older right. in there who's 10 years ahead of all of us and able to say, hey, look, not only am I studying this material this week, but I'm living out or at least trying to live this out this week. And I'm going to tell you about both. Man, that's big. That's really uh-huh. opening up eyes and allowing people to just say, oh, my goodness, let's just get right in here and talk about these things. Not who can present the best commentary notes, not what's the most just deepest accurate view of this, but that plus this is how this is real in my life. No. And here's where this is just absolutely just struggling me. And here's all these things that I'm facing. And you're like, my goodness, yeah. my world is so much smaller. And I really just got a opened up and realized what God's doing in this group with these 10, 12 
people right now. Yeah. And, and that's really kind of that sweet spot of the small groups. And, and you know, I, I wish we could say at Grace Life that every one of our small groups every year is hitting mm-hmm. on that exact spot, but mm-hmm. they don't. And, and that's okay. That's because mm-hmm. churches are full of sinners, save sinners, but, but sinners nonetheless. But, but, you know, when you can find that spot of... It's not like you're saying, it's not just, hey, I read the most commentaries on this, although those are very helpful, but hey, I've studied this, and here's how it's impacting my life this week. Here's how this truth, I'm kind of taking that truth to struggle. I I like to kind of say, here's how this truth is coming out through my fingernails, right, through our hands and feet and and what we're thinking. I mean, that's where you really get into the goody, if we want to call it that, of small groups, those relationships. And so that's that's awesome to hear that that you guys for the last couple of years have had that. Yes, and you... The more you do it, the more you realize the more different you are, even within your small group, the better. Mm -hmm. Because then it's not about any of the other stuff that distracts you as well. It's about, Mm -hmm. my goodness, the Lord has brought us together. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. Rob, I think I think I was in this class with you. I think this was one of those classes. We you know we had a we had a wild one one year. And I think Rob was in this class where we had two visitors that were, were both fairly new to Grace Life. And when they came in, they just met each other and embraced. We're like, hey, man, well, then they had met each other. They'd been in like AA together and something like that. I mean, I remember we had some wild ones that year, you know, which was great. You know, we loved having them in there. They needed to hear the gospel. But, yeah. uh, you know, it was kind of like, okay, what, what do we have going on here in this small group? So, so we, you, you've had some experiences. You and sure. I, we, we have taught together twice, I think, now that I'm thinking about it. Too, yeah. We did couples. Yeah, the couples. We, we have couples many stories from that yes. class, too, yeah. all, all the that different. Was a great class, but then we had the the basement years. Yeah, yeah. Where we were down there with the guys, and I remember we used to. So here, just full disclosure here, we used to put the day before's college football scores on the whiteboard. Yeah, and that would just break the ice before we would open God's Word and make that transition from weekend talk to yeah, yeah, to more serious stuff. So. Malia, what about you? Your, your yes. time in small groups and, and maybe how the Lord's used that in your life? Yeah, I, um, when we first came back, I think I was at Dad put us, I mean, I think it was like three weeks later, we were in leadership training from when we, we got back and, and joined. I don't, I don't know if we ever had to join. Anyway, I started out in outreach, actually with with Liz and Lynn. Okay. Um, Liz Shirey and Lynn Martin. And, what um, age group that was, was that? Do you you know, that was young ladies. Okay. Um, you know, I was probably, I don't even, I was upper 20s at that okay. time. And they were probably mid, you know, mid twenty, just a little bit younger That's than me. That's the so. baby shower years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we did a thousand. And yeah. I think I was, that's the year we ended up having a, having a kid. So I was a part of that. But, uh, but yes, I, I don't even know how many showers we did, but they, um, you know, really had an impact on me coming back. You know, we're very newly married. I think I, again, had Landon later that year. So they really helped me, you know, with being transitioned to stay-at-home mom and what that was going to be like. Mm -hmm. And they really poured that into me, whereas I really didn't know if I wanted to do that, you know, and so they really talked to me a lot about the benefits. And that was just the Lord, you know, placing me there in their class and just having that influence then. And all of their children are a testimony to that time, you know, that that they had at home and they had in raising them. And so we chose to for me to do that, you know, for me to stay home with our kids. And then I I think I went to, uh, like, also, I started leading a younger's. After that, after I had Landon, I started leading a young ladies with Sarah Freeman and teamed up with her for a while. And we, again, 20s, you know, mid-20s, and mm-hmm. we were probably early 30s by then. And that was a great class, too, with Kristen as well. That's the um, wedding shower class. Yes. That- so. 
She went from baby shower class <laughs> to, to wedding, wedding shower yes, class. Yes, so, right, yes, right back into that. <laughs> I was constant showers, but they're, they're great. So, And that was a good, that was a, a great team as well because they were in there with, they were in that time of their life with me, you know, right. and that's where we really grew really close. And the Lord used them to, to encourage me in that too, in that phase. And they were right around the same or a little bit ahead of me and just to help. With marriage, you know, with with staying home, everything. And then I think it was when we started doing Young Couples, and Rob and I both love that. We feel like God used us in Arkansas in that ministry. And, you know, I I know, I think we're in there with you one year at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had so many stories to tell, but, I mean, it's some of our favorite years of small group because there's just so much you can pour into young couples that, yeah. and they need it. I mean, we did, we did too. You yeah, know, we had people absolutely. that were pouring into us. So we loved giving back to that. And then I, I actually started working in the school system and realized, and I, I realized through my own kids really that I, I really wanted to, to work with kids instead of being an engineer, which was what my degree was in. So then dad was like, well, then why don't you start working with kids at church? And yeah. I was like, yeah, like yeah. Hey, there is a need there. And I, and I could tell that. So that's when I went down to, I'm in first grade now with Laura for Mangrum for the past, I think this is our third year and I love it. I mean, and so how's that been different? Uh, you know, wow. here's because I've worked with yes. children and stuff for too. And then the, there's sometimes I look at it and say, you know, I don't know if there is much of a difference between kids and adults. I, yes. You know, there, there are certain <laughs> things you do with both of them, but then I that's know there, there are also some differences there as well. So how's that been different in the small group environment? You know what? It's been completely different, but the same, kind of like you're saying, like Rob and I'll talk, Rob and I'll talk about it a lot, how children are so much like adults in the world and in all different environments. But (laughs) to be honest with you, the curriculum. More snacks with the adults than you do with the kids. I was thinking about that. Remember we had that, that breakfast rotation with the adults. That was a big thing. I forgot about the McGill's. We'd serve Mm -hmm. with them too. This curriculum we're teaching them is incredible. And you know, I've seen, I see the Lord even, you know, at this age, we're introducing how great he is to them. And, okay. and that's what we're learning about the attributes of God and just to see their eyes open to that. And that's really our goal at that, you know, is to teach them about God and, and for them to see through the Bible, everything that he is and everything he does and what he will do for them at the, by the end of the year. I mean, we're, it's the straight up gospel and, you know, how yeah. he sent his son and just to see their eyes open to that in first grade has mm-hmm. been, and, and it's, it's encouraged me and challenged me, you know, being a Christian for so long now, just to how I minimize God, you know, mm-hmm. and how I can think so small of him yeah. and what he can do. And it, it really, I mean, it's it's different, but it's the same because you wouldn't believe the stories we have from <laughs> from that first grade. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it's hard and it and it's great, just like small group. Most yeah. small groups are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've used the uh, the curriculum that Malia is referencing is the Children's Desiring God curriculum that mm-hmm. we've used for years here at Grace Life, and I know just various. I know David Wigginton is one of our elders. Mm-hmm. He's taught down the children's. Mm-hmm. Uh, classes for a while. Coach Statham, who now works with our students for years, taught down in the, the children's curriculum as well. And and, and everyone who's ever gone down there is, has said, you know, we could teach this to our adult classes. I yeah. mean, th- this is stuff Seriously. is substantive and it, it does kind of blow my mind. And, and I'm like, humanly, I grew up here. Mm-hmm. And so we, we learned mm-hmm. good things when we yes. were in the children's department here, but, but not necessarily what our young people are getting now exactly. as far as theological content and yes. just that big God. Yes view things not not that anyone was trying not to do that right. years ago but uh, you know the Lord just over the years hopefully has matured us some in that area said so we need to be giving this to our young people yes. and I, I know that's carried through even with uh, 
with our oldest daughter, Kinsey, going off to college. I was talking with uh, one of the pastors at the church that she's probably going to end up uh, at in Cookville. And I, that was something I emphasized with him. I was like, look, I, I know you may not be exactly where I am on everything, but mm-hmm. I need to know that if I'm going to send my daughter to your church, that you're going to give her a big God. Mm-hmm. I don't want a mm-hmm. small man-centered presentation. And we had a great conversation. Thankful for this brother that's there in Tennessee that we were on the same page with that. But you know that that starts from really young age, mm-hmm. you know, and and we want them to continue to grow in that. And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, it's a children's ministry in some ways can be frustrating as adult ministry can as well. But yes. but it's really a seed planting ministry in which mm-hmm. you see through the years all of those things that mm-hmm. hopefully they learn, and then when the Lord saves them, it just brings them back to fruition in their heart, and they have this wonderful foundation from God's Word that really, in some ways, I'm envious of what they are getting and, and how much they're learning at such a mm-hmm. young age. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's so, Is that a side lesson for us that when our children are older, mm-hmm. you've got to go interview the pastor? <laughs> Well, Is that a pastor-to-pastor card? Well, I, yeah, there's. A, I don't know that it was a card, but I did look this guy up, got an email, t- you know, sent him an email and said, hey, man, I need I need a few moments. And so good conversation. You know, I was very thankful for it after it was all said and done. And so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm in this weird phase. Of course, Brother Tim has already shepherded his kids through this, but now I'm in this weird phase of, kids going to college and what that looks like and how do I shepherd and how do I how do I kind of let them go a little bit as well but they can't go completely on their own I don't know I'm in between you know Tim can teach us all later on what (laughs) what to do and not to do in that situation so um, okay well guys let's let's kind of let's start circling the field here so big question here so Rob if you could describe your grace life story in just a few sentences how how would you sum that up sure my I haven't thought about this. So this <laughs> my my grace life story would have been very real and very raw, but very consistent and truthful. It was a journey of me not only learning about myself, what I thought that was wrong, but most importantly, what God thinks of himself and of me. Yeah. Amen. Malia, same question for you. Your yeah. Grace Life story. Sum it up in a few sentences for us. Okay. For me, I would say started out, again, being fortunate enough to for my parents to bring me here and to be here at a young age. But for me, it was having that poured into me so young and then being here for 10, 12 years before college, having that foundation mm-hmm. and and just that Bible then just that, um, you know, that faith that I had when I left for college was was incredible to me. And then the Lord used that and me moving away to make me realize what a treasure this church is, mm. what a treasure Grace Life is. And then him then allowing us to move back here and have our family here and to have the benefits of this church again. That's just grace. And there, there's so much that he did in both of us to allow that to happen. And I think we're so thankful for that. And we hope to be here from now on. I mean, until you get away from it. And I know a lot of people that that don't go here do appreciate Grace Life for Mm -hmm. what it is. Um, But for us, it was me being here and then getting away from it and Rob visiting it some just to see like just how real God is here and how how the Bible's taught is something that you just cannot find. It's very hard to find. So for us, it's, I mean, for me, it's, it's the Lord's grace that he's just had me here and then brought me back here. So 
Amen. Well, I appreciate you guys being willing to share your Grace Life story with yes. us today. I hope this is encouraging for everyone else. I know it's encouraging for me just to hear about how God has worked in you guys' lives. I know there's a ton of other stories and things we kind of alluded to some of those probably some of those are not podcast material either so that's okay (laughs) but i appreciate you guys being willing to share with us tonight and we'll be back at some point later with another grace life story we hope you'll join us again next week for another episode of my grace life story as members of grace life church of the shoals share their stories of redemption and grace to find out more visit gracelifeshoals.org This podcast is a production of Grace Life Media.